off the town from view Like a cancer growth It's removed by skin Let it be
If I told you that mine would be the last voice that you ever heard, would you be concerned?
here go pound. From somewhere around the dead up in here go pound. From somewhere around the dead, the Indians heard on the bell, carve the Before that, we heard a classic from Genesis with Peter Gabriel. That was the first of fifth from the album Selling Eagle by the Pound. Came out in 1975. One of the seminal albums of my musical development. <clears throat> it's more than just a collection of sounds. 
We're going to listen to a couple of space, uh, space prog tunes now. Moving on with Gong, a sprinkling of clouds. After that will be Osric Tentacles. You are listening to... The Gates of Delirium, here on MutinyRadio.fm.
Welcome to the Gates of Delirium.
Release me now.
Oh yeah, we love those janky rhythms. <laughs>
This is Shadow Circus. The tune is Willoughby.
This song is The Journey of Every Man by the band Shadow Circus. We had an excellent thing going there for a few minutes and then it took a detour into your standard country and western genre. I'm going to take this time to Thank our greatest supporter and believer, Alfred from Alfred's World of Trousers. If you are in the Crater Des Moines area and are experiencing an existential loss, stop by Alfred's World of Trousers. He has the trouser and the epistemology for you, guaranteed to deliver you in the greatest desert of angst. And uncertainty. The trouser will buck you up and help you face the challenges of the day. Alfred is a mystic when it comes to trousers. He understands the place of trousers in the unity of the cosmos. Stop by and tell him Perkins Warbeck from the Gates of Delirium recommended his trouser to the people. He'll throw in a free lollipop. We're going to continue on with Patrick Moraz and the Intermezzo here on the Gates of Delirium.
We have been listening to a, a band from Norway formed in 1999. The name of the band is Wobbler. They put out five, five albums since 2005. We've been keeping the Prague tradition alive. We listen to Imperial Winter White. Before that, we heard Patrick Morath. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Welcome to LWAFLMOIT. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey Mike, how you do? Hey Mike, how you doing? Hey man, I'm doing great. You know, we are streaming right now on Mutiny Radio as we do every Sunday, two p.m. to uh, Sunday at two p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We are a podcast and a YouTube uh, thing as well called LWA FLMOIT, where we watch a full length movie on YouTube. Carl, what movie are we watching this week? Today we will watch Dominion, prequel to The Exorcist. Everybody Ooh. knows Dominion is D O M. I-N-I-O-N, D-O-M-I-N-I-O-N, Dominion prequel, one word, to The Exorcist 2005, and the channel we like is A-I-M-A-N, A, is that Artificial Intelligence Man, A-I-M-A-N. Okay, Amen. So go ahead, Dominion prequel to The Exorcist, A-I-M-A-N, go find it, hit the link, hit pause, move it to zero, zero, zero. And we're going to have a celebrity comedian countdown right now. Carl, you are the most popular comedian I know. Uh, so I will give you the honors. We want to make sure the audience is all set, has the movie all ready to go. Uh, make sure you have the sound down and listen to us. Oh, and if you're watching us on YouTube, Carl is doing this in real time. And FYI, we are following what's on the screen here uh, as we watch on YouTube. Correctamundo. Hey, Carl, take it away. All right, so let's get this started. I am I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumba. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to Brumba. Okay, so let's get ready to Brumba. And now, what you've all been waiting for, master of the descending numerals, the countdown king himself. Would you please welcome Mr. Paul Brumbaugh. All right, guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. All right. Really excited. I'm also watching this behind me, but that doesn't matter. Oh, let's take a piss. This time outside. Let's, a piss is not a piss. Unless you take it outside. Damn. Hey, Carl, turn off the volume. Please. Yeah. No, I, I beg will. of you. Yes. I mean, I love Morgan's Creek and all that, but I don't have to be bombarded by a fucking creek. <laughs> Morgan, shut the fuck up. Morgan Creek. Morgan Creek. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. they really messed up this film, man. Really messed it up. This is actually the tale of two movies. Yeah, I'm really excited this full-length movie from the 21st century is on YouTube, but absolutely, there's this very storied history, Carl, yeah. which I, I'm very excited as producer. You have watched this movie several times and researched it. Yes. Now, what we are seeing right now 
It's actually Gangs of New York, a Scorsese film. It's their set, Gangs of New York. But oh. what we're seeing now is the inciting incident that gave our hero, our priest, all of his guilt that made him even reject the church. So he's not the Pope's uh, exorcist. He's a different exorcist. He's the exorcist. He is the exorcist. And in this prequel, he is the character, let's see here, uh, Max von Skydow was in the original Exorcist, and his character's name was Lancaster Marin. And that's who we're seeing right now, Priest Father Marin. Uh, okay. And these are Nazis. It's Holland. And the guy the is... The year, 1944. There was some sort of crime, and he wants to know who is guilty. And he's just going to start randomly shooting 10 people... Until he finds some, until someone confesses, okay? But e. yeah, so Father Marin does what he is supposed to do as a priest. He goes, "Oh no, please don't, do not do it." So then, SS guy is a complete. Wait, 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 wait! That's how he talks in Holland. I know. I guess not. Okay. <laughs> so, SS guy is a total jerk and says, "You pick the ten people." Oh boy. Yeah, and so this will be the guilt. Yeah, they're ripping off Schindler's List. Wait. What the guilt? Whoa, no, whoa. Wait! Oh, this is pretty hairy. Watch where you point that. That's a is lugar. He... Oh, right. Oh, the snow is sideways. Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy snow. And there are issues with... The internet points out that there are issues with their uniforms okay it, it's it's like he's wearing a private's uniform or something like that let me see here Girl the SS officer at the beginning of the movie has no rank or ss rune collar tabs in his tunic he's wearing a private's green stripes with a private shoulder straps mm, i think i know the reason why today's oh. friday car oh yuck yeah my casual day joke gross That's right you could have given me a heads up that someone's head was going <laughs> to... Yeah, like you should give me a heads up, not a heads off. Carl, I just want to watch The Exorcist. I don't want to watch Nazi shit beforehand. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what <laughs> is the genesis of his conflict. And the Satan character will try to absolve him of it and win him over in that way. Okay, so now we're going to kill a kid. So he's like, wait, okay, okay, I'll pick people. Okay, okay, you win, I'll pick people. Don't kill a kid. Yeah. You recognize this guy's face, right? Isn't he a, a sloth guard? Yeah, I can't yeah. even say his name. S-T-E-L-L-A-N. Stellan. Stellan. All right. S-K-A-R-S-G-A-R-D. Scars guard. I've seen him. I've seen him in everything. Well, you just... certainly know him from the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe with Thor. And the other big thing was Goodwill Hunting. He was the um, not so smart professor in Goodwill Hunting. I, I never had a chance to see it. I was too busy watching Thor. You never saw Goodwill Hunting. No, and you know what? I don't think I've seen all of the original Exorcist. The Exorcist? 
uh-huh. the world's greatest, scariest movie. I don't think I've seen like <laughs> I've seen the SNL bit, and I've seen the uh, with Richard Pryor. That was really funny, and I've seen it on TV where all these curses are not curses, you know, and uh, it's edited. And then I seen like it un- unedited, and it's scary. I don't know why I would watch it, but. You know, that and Jaws I haven't seen from the 70s. Okay, and fast forward, it's the future now. and Thank God, is we done? It's the war yeah, over. the war is over. And what this um, Father Marin's been doing is he's been going from place to place doing like archaeological digs. Cool. And meanwhile, he's listed as a missing person and he never went back and reported to the Vatican. He's persona non grata. No, no, uh, they didn't excommunicate him. He is persona not known, missing, persona missing? I don't know, is that a thing? Yeah, right. It's Latin for for person, and then English for missing. (laughs) He's persona non missing, persona yes missing. Okay, now from from what, yeah. Okay, we're meeting Major Granville, okay? He's going to be our British army guy in this African nation. And we're also meeting uh, Father Francis, who's going to be the, like, really good-hearted priest. Until the devil fucks him up? He will always be the good-hearted priest. The devil will never get... Well, he'll get to him, but he'll never begin to corrupt him. There's a nurse... uh, A doctor. There's a lady doctor, and she will get corrupted a little bit and and he will attempt to corrupt uh father Marin, and it's going to look like it's going to be successful but no he's okay all he's doing now is he's describing they found this church it's like well they don't know what it is this this site and it's probably a church because they're guessing and it's from like the fifth century so i guess that's the 600s and he's reporting to the british major about it but he's like this is an official business. What's this Roman Catholic dude doing here? Uh, exorcist, thank you. Well, for number one, he's a fan of yours. Let's see. Six archaeological digs since the war. Can you see, dig I it? love these accents. You know I love the British accent in movies. Right. Especially when they're British. Yeah. yeah. What is he doing here? What's this punk-ass bitch doing here? Well, for one thing, he's quite an admirer of yours. Quite an admirer. <laughs> oh, I, I collected all your uh, whatever you do. I paused for two seconds by a mistake. Fuck, fuck, fuck. So can we, at one point, can you tell me what the story is be about this movie? Yeah, it's like I said, it's the tale of two movies. Um, uh, yeah, okay, I'll just go into it. Uh, they started development on this movie in 1997. Ooh, your yeah. bar mitzvah. Oh, is it? So we're talking about eight years until it was released into theaters, okay? Eight full years. Uh, in 97, this guy, James Robinson, was developing it. Um, he got the writer who did Terminator 2, Judgment Day, um the co-writer to to pen a script and by 1999 they hired a director a guy named tom mclaughlin now by 2001 mclaughlin i mean they were all set to shoot in africa and they were ready to go but he he quit 
because he had problems with the script and he was just like fuck this i'm out of here because it's it's not a it's not like the the exorcist one was all about shock value right um it, yeah and it was a spin around. around yeah she's saying curse words in a earlier time in our culture in which it was like oh my goodness well, right? she was a little girl possessed by the devil who was spouting out these horrendous profanities yeah for fun yeah and it was yeah. fun yeah well he is our lord and savior oops sorry spoiler oops, oops. <laughs> oops. <laughs> so um <laughs> so the director quits and says fuck it i'm out of here so they get another director um named john frankenheimer and oh, they yeah. sign Liam Nielsen to play Father Marin. Good choice. And yeah. Frank, uh, John Frankenheim, it must have been later in his life career, uh, but he had a really long uh, history. 2001 was the year in which he was... Oh, wow. Okay. I yeah. got to tell you, this movie might suck and everything, but it is star-powered, and it's got a director who is... I'll talk about him. He's got his chops. It was written by a quality guy... Uh, the actors in it are serious. I know this guy's the poor man's Liam Nielsen, but I'm saying this movie <laughs> wasn't a bad movie because they weren't Hollywood. They were so Hollywood. They just blew it, you know. Right. Okay, so this uh, John Frankenheimer was like, <coughs> I'm sick. I'm quitting too. And they were like, you're not sick. This is bullshit. And then he died. So yeah, right. he was sick. Okay. <laughs> So that screwed everything up, and they finally, in 2002, got their shit together again, and they hired a director named Paul Schrader. Now, Paul yes. Schrader, this guy I, is the shit. Oh, you hey, if him? you have a chance, yeah, I mean, like, the last couple of films he's done, there was a period that he was making crap films, and then that period ended, and the last three or four films he's done are sublime. So, yeah, keep going, please. Okay, well, first we're meeting Rachel right now. Rachel is a, is a doctor, and um, she and Father Marin are going to form a relationship, okay? And we're just meeting her, and we're learning that she's a good-hearted person who's trying her best to help. Um, Wherever she is. Right. Okay, so let me tell you about this director. He was... Um, he was a writer. He started as a writer, and he would either write or co-write with Martin Scorsese. He wrote or co-wrote Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, Last Temptation of Christ, and Bringing Out the Dead. Yeah, great movies. Then he'd move on to direct Blue Collar, Hardcore, American Gigolo, Cat yep. People, um, Autofocus. I don't know, uh, Light Sleeper, Affliction, First Reform. Yep. He's got a long list here, but... First First Reform is an amazing movie. So they got the right guy. But the thing is, they told him to film this movie with this script. So he did what he was told. He filmed this movie with this script. And I'll get to why that wasn't good in a minute. Okay, we're about to see our first, our arche first glimpse of the archaeological dig. And it's just a dome. You see these artifacts that they found, including, look, this breaks Father uh, Francis's heart, the little baby. Yeah, I know. It really hurts really? him. Yeah. Okay, so now Paul Schrader's on, 
and they've got all these stars and they start shooting in November of 2002 in Morocco and they sp spend six weeks filming there. And that's what we're seeing right here. He spends two months in Rome filming and Sweet. filming wrapped up in February of 2003 and they had a script and they went to the editing room. They did it. They did a preview and showed it to the executives and the executives fucking hated it. <laughs> Now, Schrader is this because, claims, yeah. Schrader claims that, that they had buyer's remorse. This is the script they wanted. This is the script I shot. What do you want from me? Yeah. I, you know, I mean, also, I think what they want is what the same issue with any kind of franchise, quote unquote, is that they kind of want, for the sake of the franchise, they want it to look a certain way. And yes. that way, like, you know, so like Ghostbusters, they made a sequel. It was funny. But no, 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 that's not the way. It has to be this way, you know. So we're just going to ignore mm -hmm. it, answer the call, and just, you know, do Afterlife and whatever next, you know. So, now, so before I continue telling you yeah. the story of this, I want you to say that what Father um, Marin is realizing this moment is these stones are like fucking fresh and brand new. And what that implies, I mean, they're from the six years, you know, the 600s. So what that implies is that they built the church and they immediately buried it. Oh. It oh. didn't get buried by the sands of time and, you know, erosion. They did this on purpose. And that's really huh. weird. No wonder they didn't answer my calls. <laughs> they, they were buried, were buried in Tanzania. <laughs> Okay, so they hate the cut. It's a hundred. It's it's hundred and thirty minutes. It's two hours and ten minutes long. And they said it doesn't have any scares in it. It doesn't have any gore in it. And and um, uh, Schrader is saying, yeah, that's right. The script you gave me didn't have any scares and it didn't have any gore. <laughs> I like how you're just having the director say, "You gave me a job and a script, and I did it." That's right. Yeah. Look, this droid, you see R2-D2? Oh, yeah. This is, you know, he's been acting out, you know, doing different roles. Well, they didn't have Ranching any out. tolerance for some technology droid. They said, this will make a good instrument. Okay. Yeah. Right now, we're meeting um, a guy named... Okay. This guy is named... Amiqui. Basically, he represents the converted African who's become a Christian, and he's really being helpful. Now, uh, Father Francis is here because he's going to teach a school, uh, and so that's what's going on here. It's like, I will accommodate you in my hotel. I will support you in any way I want, and we're going to have a school. And here's his two children to show what a good place this is going to be for a school. We don't have to build yeah. a fresh one. We got one we already. Got, we have a table right here. Kids are already waiting. Chalkboard. Uh -oh. Church. And he, he's super proud of his kids. Oh, no. This guy's freaking is, out. Is he possessed, Carl? Well, they think it's sunstroke. But it's the devil. Well, we'll never know that. They will just treat him for sunstroke. Little did they know he was twerking. Look at that church, right? That's insane. They they built that and they buried it. 
Yeah, right away. There must be some backstory there. Yeah, the producer said, this is not what we want. We wanted more gore. Bury that. <laughs> That's right. Build another one. <laughs> so they gave him two chances to re-edit the film, and he did. He re-edited it. He made it shorter. He cut things quick so they're a little more scary. And it, it just didn't work. They still were like, your film sucks. So they hired this guy to recut the film without Schrader involved. And Schrader was pissed. Yeah. Um, so the studio met. All right, I'll come back to it in a second. What we're meeting right now is Chuma, okay? And Chuma is basically a cripple. And the, 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 the Africans, the tribal men have shunned him, right? They think it's something like some sort of evil or something. So right. Father Marin's trying to like communicate with this guy and bring him along. And Chuma's skittish and scared. And he will later become the plot, this guy. Okay. Okay. But this is a two hour movie. Like, when does the plot start? When well, we've essentially begin? started it. We've discovered a church which, for no reason, got buried. buried. And we've met our main characters. That's what's going on here. Now, okay. the Rachel comes to treat him for heat stroke. And what Father Marin sees is that she has one of those numeric tattoos from the Holocaust on her arm. So she's obviously got some backstory here. And when he looks at it, she like gets snippy with him and stuff. Yeah. But what we're learning is they both have backstories and this will make them pea two peas in a pod. This will help them get together. It's I'm just going to put heavy. it up. On... Yeah, sure. Go ahead and play it when you can. When 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 this when the uh, tattoo is seen, and I don't think it's authentic. It doesn't look like a. Um, it doesn't. I've seen oh, those. There we go. Wow. The number. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. You got something to say, big boy? <laughs> you know. Uh, I think I'll leave the tent now. Yeah, wow. This is a heady movie for a, for a franchise sequel. It's like in uh, yeah. X-Men where Magneto is happened to be a survivor of the Holocaust and we'll show you what happened. Right. It's all right. Now, it's, it's just another thing where Chuma is uh, making himself scarce even though he wants to communicate. So now we're going to have the first time that Father Marin... No, we're not. No, we're not. Excuse me. Okay, so... The studio said, look, we can't save this film. So they started meeting with other filmmakers and they wanted to direct new scenes and make the film scarier. Okay. There okay. additional photography was planned. It grew bigger and bigger. And this weird guy was chosen to do some rewrites. His name is Carr, Francis Carr. Let me just go there. Caleb Carr, Caleb Carr. Caleb and he's an American military historian and author. So when you look at his IMDb credits, okay, this is Marin's first encounter with evil. Oh no, CGI monsters. Holy cow, you're animatronic, but Chuma <laughs> saves the day. Right. <clears throat> Not if you were the seagull overhead. He's probably shot you by that point. <laughs> That's right. Luckily, Are there seagulls out there? 
No, yeah. it's not the beach. It is the <laughs> desert. Okay. So they were going to... Okay, some of this got reshot. And as we see the film, I'm going to make guesses as to what is the reshot stuff. And I think you'll agree with my guesses. But Yeah, so this... Carl, so this version is the version, the final cut of this particular prequel. And so it's a combination of Schrader and the studio's fingers, right? When it comes to editing. Yes, but there also might be another film involved. You see, at this point, the film, the the uh, Morgan Creek said, you know what? Fuck it. Forget it. Just forget it. This isn't working out. Let's make a new film. <laughs> craziest story so they made another prequel a different that's different right prequel. it's called exorcist the beginning it was released in 2004 and it's basically this script revamped i did not watch it because i only have so many hours in a day right there was course. a guy this named a rennie movie. rennie harlan was a, he was now the director and he shot a film in 2003 and in rome and he concluded it in 12 weeks um, wow. and then the film was released. Okay, so here we have Chi-Chi again, and now he's not hiding in the hills. He came down, I guess, to try to find Father Harlan or something, okay? So Harlan brings him, of course, to Rachel. He needs medical care. So is Rachel gonna, yeah, okay. The point of it is, is... Chi-Chi is trying to, I don't know, get better, make contact, accept treatment. Even though the townspeople hate him, he was he risked getting, you know, ostracized and beaten or I'm not sure what the word is, but he has yeah, but Chi Chi has a gun and Chi Chi like saves them from like CGI monsters. I mean the guy has some, some No good no stuff. that was Chuma. Chuma is oh, African American. He is one okay. of the tribesmen who who is right. hired to help the English, and he's the one who fired off weapons to the sky. Okay. And so who the fuck Chi is this guy? Chi Chi is the cripple. You can think of him that oh. way. Okay. All right. Let me write this down, my Chi Chi. <laughs> okay. Exorcist: The Beginning, a 2004 American supernatural horror film directed by Rent Rennie Harlan. Rennie Harlan. We've seen the one of his movies, Carl's. Yeah, what did we see? I should have caught that. Not on this show, but as a Razzie nomination from last year, uh -huh. he directed that Pierre Bronson, Nick Cannon, espionage oh. uh, thriller. Okay. Yeah. So okay. we. What's yeah. going on right now is more on her side than on his side. She's telling her backstory of the tragedy that happened. Somehow she already knows of the tragedy of Father Marin. I don't know how she knows it. But she's getting excited. She is finally finding someone who maybe could relate to her private anguish and misery that she keeps hidden with her big smile and 